Blog Talk Radio. Country fried, baptized in gravy, can't wash off what the good Lord made. I'm out here on a thousand acre plot of land And I can't hear him hating on me, I'm a modest man Talking weird, Jimmy Mathis, and he got a plan And when he talk, I listen to him, that's a lot of man He said we need to take it back to the root of it I put on for the country, that's the truth of it I'm talking last millennium, we was repping it Before anybody had accepted it We introduced him to the cooler on the tailgate Full of cold, natty light, playing satellite A little day while we misbehave, okay Once we figured the game out Ah, welcome sports fans to the Mikey Davis Show on this Tuesday, December 15th. Bubba Sparks bringing us in, baby. Doesn't get much better than that. Big Georgia fan at Bubba Sparks. I like that fella. Uh, he does a great job. And, uh, you know, listen, I got to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, Dog Stud, if you will, send me a message there in the uh, chat room. Make sure you can hear me and everything's live and stuff like that. As, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting my feet wet with this here. Uh, sounding good, he says. Okay. Got to like him. Checks in the mail. Uh, but, you know, we hey, listen, uh, this is my first time back in a while. So, it, hey, <laughs> we're going to be a little rusty tonight, so just bear with me. But what we are going to do, we're going to talk Georgia Bulldog football. We're going to talk a little bit of high school football recruiting. We're going to talk some high school football in the state of Georgia with my main man, the one and only Rush Probst. And they said he couldn't do it in the state of Georgia. Child, please. Two state championships back-to-back, been to semifinals, I don't know, 15 years in a row or whatever it is. The guy is, uh, I tell you what, he's the man. Uh, So we're going to have uh, Rush Probst on here shortly, and then we're going to come back with Notori Johnson. If you don't know who hit he is, folks, get to know him, especially you Georgia fans. Now, he is an Alabama commit, but uh, guess who he was recruited by at Alabama? Kirby Smart. So, uh, we're going to have Notori on in a little while as well. He's a class of 2017 offensive lineman. I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Rob, if you can look that up and kind of get his You'll just look up Notori Johnson and, and, and Huddle and get his uh, video uh, link posted there at the bottom. Uh, right now, what I want to do is I want to introduce uh, my man, my co-host, I guess you could call him, uh, the Dog Stud. Dog Stud, can you hear me okay, brother? Yeah, man, you're coming through loud and clear. Hey, good to hear from you, Rob. I appreciate you helping me run this board and stuff like this. And from time to time, the old Dog Stud will jump in here. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll shoot the breeze and stuff like that. So, uh, hey, Rob, I don't know about you, man, but I'm excited. You know, it's an exciting time to be a Georgia Bulldogs fan. You know, um, for years and years, I got to be honest, I kind of shut the Bulldogs down. I was uh, I was tired of it. 
You know, I, I believe football is a culture. You have to build a culture. You have to build a culture of winning. And I don't believe we had that. Um, I, you know, I believe we had a culture of, 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 of raising fantastic young uh, scholar athletes, which is, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but you can have it all. We're talking about the University of Georgia Bulldogs. You can have it all in Athens, Georgia. And uh, I do believe that Kirby Smart is the right guy for the job, and I think uh, he will get it done. So, um, uh, you know, we hopefully one night we'll have Kirby on. I don't know if any, many of you know this. And um, uh, Kirby and I played a lot of sports against each other in high school, basketball, football, baseball, and uh, we created a little – frenemy relationship and we we still talk a little bit here and there but uh nothing on a on a big scale i mean i'm not inviting him to to a christmas party or i'm not gonna be in his wedding or anything but we know each other and uh if i see a good recruit from time to time i may give him a heads up on him and uh been doing that for a long time even when he was at alabama so i was uh, i was uh an alabama fan when kirby was there i'll be cheering for alabama to win the national championship because of kirby uh, and I like Saban too, you know, but uh, let me tell you something, piss on Saban uh, when Kirby comes to be the head coach here. I mean, you know, that, that love will be gone, you know, but uh, listen, uh, I, I'm going to mention this one other time and I'm probably going to put a, put a close on it. Mark Rick was a, was, is, is a great man. I think he did some good things at the university of Georgia, but all this farewell stuff and this, that, and the other, turn the page. It's time to turn the page. now that we have a, a chat room here. I don't know how to tell y'all to get to it, but there is a chat room. Rob, do you know how to you know how to tell them to get to the chat room? I mean, I have no idea how to tell them to get here. Um, uh, if you, if, usually, if they're watching online, they can just uh, go to the go to the web page. I don't think if they're listening on their phone, they can see the chat room, but if they're on, okay. on their P, home PC or on their laptop, they can just pull up the page and it's down there at the bottom somewhere they're okay. going to see a different screen than i see but if you're on the page that the, the show announcement is on should the chat room should be down there at the bottom there's a lot of guests we've got about uh seven or eight in there right now so it looks like they're not having too much trouble finding the chat room okay good good i'm glad they got in there nobody's really chatting and that's okay i see my man bobby stamps in the chat room what up bobby what up baby good to have you man and listen uh so this is what it's going to be on Tuesday and Thursday nights. I say Tuesday and Thursday nights. I think I'm going to schedule it for two nights a week. As of right now, we're going to talk Georgia Bulldog football. You're going to have this guy right here, this redneck from Valdosta, Georgia. I'm going to be pushing buttons. We're going to have a good time. We're going to break down things the way I see it. We'll have some guests on, uh, you know, from Rivals and Scout and 24-7 and, and different, you know, different places. And, um, and we're going to have uh, recruits on. I'm not really going to mess with this 16 class, you know. And, uh, by the way, <laughs> how did I go seven minutes without mentioning Jacob Eason is a Georgia Bulldog? I told all you knuckleheads he's going to be a Georgia Bulldog. That guy has too much class to be switching at the last minute, regardless if uh, Mark Rick's not here or not. So Eason will be enrolled uh, in Athens uh, early January. So uh, look for that to happen in early January. So, uh uh, but anyway, uh, I'm not going to mess with the 16 class. Those guys, man, there's a lot going on with those young fellas right now. So 
Uh, let's let them be. Let's move on to the 17 class and even some 18 guys uh, we'll have on the show. As I mentioned, the Tory Johnson coming on tonight, and he's a 17 offensive tackle. So, uh, so I'll tell you what we'll do, Rob. Uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait about 10 minutes before I text Rush. I know they're having a big party over in Moultrie tonight. So, uh, I'm going to wait a little bit. So let's recap the Georgia Bulldogs season, if you will. And I know I had a little laughter in my voice there, and it's not funny. It ain't funny. I mean, we're the Georgia Bulldogs. We suck. I mean, we were terrible. And people say, ah, Mike, you're being too hard. We had injuries. We had. Let me tell you something, folks. As a football team in the Southeastern Conference, you have to build depth. I don't want to hear about injuries. I don't want to hear about it. And I'm going to tell you what it goes back to. And you folks may say, well, Mikey, you're an idiot. That's fine. I get that. My wife says that. I get it. But let me tell you something. We made a mistake, and I preached it and preached it and preached it. Go after Deshaun Watson out of Gainesville. No, we didn't want to recruit him. Hey, we want a pocket quarterback, which is fine. That's fine. But, I mean, where would Clemson be without Deshaun Watson? Where would this Georgia Bulldog team be with Deshaun Watson? You cannot allow kids like that to get out of your backyard. And I know it's a hit-or-miss game. I get it. But, uh, you, you know, you have to – what's the word I'm looking for? You have to evaluate the title a little better. You cannot miss on guys like that. They wanted the Jacob Park kid or whatever his name was that's already transferred. Uh, I, I said it at the time. I'll say it now. It was a bad idea. Got Deshaun Watson. I don't know about you, Rob, but that Watson kid, he's pretty good. Did you say that Watson kid? Yeah, the Watson kid. You know, the kid over there at Clemson, the number one team in the country, he's not a bad player. Yeah, that that guy that was at the Heisman ceremony last Saturday night, yeah, that guy, he's he's pretty doggone good. And I think that you probably could have found a way – to maybe work him into your offensive scheme. <laughs> One would think. One would think. But anyway, you know, hey, listen, there's no reason to beat a dead horse. But I will say this moving forward. One thing I know about Kirby Smart, he's very cerebral. We're talking about a little white boy, Kirby Smart, out of Bainbridge, Georgia. We're on to play at the University of Georgia in the defensive secondary. You don't do that as a little white boy. Unless you're very, very smart. Kirby has a great high football IQ. Fantastic job. And uh, I look forward, hey, I look forward for, uh, to kids like Deshaun Watson and others not slipping away from us. Uh, kids like Derrick Henry, who wanted to play running back. Georgia wanted him to play outside linebacker. To be honest with you, Alabama wanted him to play outside linebacker. But Nick Saban made him a promise. Come to Alabama, son, you can play running back. He had to wait his turn behind Yeldon, but he waited his turn, and he's done okay. And, uh, you know, I've ha- I, we, I have some archived interviews here with, with Derrick Henry, and let me tell you something. For a young man who broke all the records in the state of Florida, I'm not talking about, like, Rhode Island or Montana. I'm talking about the state of Florida. Derrick Henry holds all the rushing records, touchdown records, et cetera, et cetera. This guy could have had a big head, a big ego. Go back and listen to the interviews, man. Go back and listen to when I had him on the show back in the day. 
Not at all. Didn't have an ego whatsoever. I sent him a message on Twitter a little bit after the Heisman ceremony the next day, I guess. Told him congratulations, you know, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching him play and, and mature, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, he said thanks and was very cordial with me back and forth. And I have a feeling we may have some uh, a Derrick Henry on this show once the uh, once the football playoffs are over. So uh, listen out for that. Um, I don't really want to talk about the bowl game so much, Rob. I don't know about you, but I mean, we're, we're, what bowl are we in? I mean. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. What, what's it called? What bowl it's is like, it in? It's tax like the tax collector bowl or something. Okay, yeah. I mean, they asked Kirby Smart about that, and he said, what is the tax slayer bowl? How the hell does he know what a tax slayer bowl is? He's coached at Alabama, man. That's the kind of culture and the kind of mentality we need in Athens. That's it. That's what we need. You- you nailed that. You nailed. You nailed it right on the head when you said that they had they were perpetuating a culture of mediocrity, and it was the most frustrating thing because the fan base had almost gotten to the point where they were either apathetic or they accepted it, and it was just like, well, as long as we got this guy running the show, we're going to be nine and three, eight and four, maybe ten and two, going to go to a Florida Bowl and probably not make the SEC championship, and if we do, lose. And that's just, why do you have to accept that when you live in one of the most talent-rich states in the country? You don't have to. Alabama comes into Georgia all the time and just picks who they want. we got to put up a fence around this state. We can't allow that to happen. And now Butch Jones up in Tennessee is starting to do the same thing. we got to put a halt to this. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I disagree with you there is you use it all these big words. I mean, you don't use those big words. We got a bunch of dumb rednecks listening to the show, and you're using these big ass words. These, I mean, don't do that ever again. Hey, everybody, get, <laughs> hey, listen, everybody listening. Rob is a smart guy. Okay, all right, Rob, we've we've covered that. Don't use those big words ever. Apathetic. I mean, what? Well, well, I mean, just keep it simple, stupid. Okay. Hey, hey, hey! I, sometimes, hey, I gotta, I gotta remember that sometimes you boys down there below the nat line, it's a little, it's on a little different scale. So I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep that in mind from now on. I apologize. I'll, I'll try yeah. to keep it down to two, maybe three syllable words at the most. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Uh, listen, I, while you were doing your, uh, uh, whatever it is you were just doing, those big words, I sent a text to Rush Probst. Uh, it doesn't look like they were delivered yet. So uh, he'll be calling in shortly whenever he gets this message. I had him scheduled for 8.15, so uh, hopefully he'll call in. In the meantime, if anybody wants to call in and chit-chat to my main man Rush calls in, you're welcome to call. The phone number is 714-510-3744. Now, Rob, you see how slow I said that? You notice how I wasn't using big words when I mentioned that? That's more I, of what I need say, as, as far as I can tell, you say everything is slow, so it's just par for the course as far as I, I can tell. I did get a text saying that you were right with your uh, – I, I don't even know if I can read this word – perpetuate mediocrity, but you are right. I mean, you know, we, I'm cutting up about the uh, the big words and stuff, but, hey, listen, the truth, the, the fact of the matter is, is that's what, that's what happened. I mean, that's what happened, uh, you know, at, at, even at the very end. 
okay? Even at the very end, it was still like, uh, we, we, you know, we want to keep Rick. And listen, I like the guy. I love the guy. I think he's a fantastic guy. But the time had came, had, had come. Uh, so, you know, and, and, you know, but you still see stuff on, on, on the computer all the times about, you know, Mark Rick this, Mark Rick that. I wish him the best of luck at Miami. He, uh, he's going to need it. I mean, you want to talk about a, a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's in Miami, Florida. That's a dumpster fire if I've ever seen one. So, uh, anyway, so Rush is going to call in uh, shortly, folks. Uh, let me give you the guest call in number at 714-510. Let me t- type this in down there. Rob, can you type this in? 714-510. 5103744 if you want to call the show. 7145103744 the Mikey Davis show. I'm back. No, I've noticed that there have been other people who have started these little podcasts or radio shows that whatever you want to call it. I think that's fantastic, man. I think that's fantastic that other sites are doing it and stuff, but uh <laughs> buckle up, baby, cuz you can't hang I'll go ahead and let you know you cannot hang. We're going to have a lot of big guests. We're going to tell it like it is. I'm not indebted to anybody. I can say whatever I want to say. So, uh, you know, (laughs) all I can tell you is get ready. Hey, I don't even have any advertisers. I have nobody to answer to. Nobody. Hey, let me go to the phone lines here, Rob. I think I got me a a caller. It's a 630 number. Let me go here live. Uh, Go ahead, call you on the Mikey Davis Show. Mikey Davis. The one Rusty and only. What up, baby? How are you? Hey, Rusty, what's is up, this, dude? Is, is this the is this the first night? I mean, is it, am I the first caller ever to your show? The new show? You are. You are the first caller ever, and uh, it can't do anything but go up from here. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get when you well, you're already rich, but when you get famous, yeah. you can always say I was the first caller. So that's exactly right. That's exactly right. right. What's on, what's well, on your mind, brother? Oh no, man! I, listen, I'm agreeing with what you guys are saying, and I know I'm probably not the caller that you want. But as far as agreeing with you guys, you might want controversy. But I am glad the uh, Mark Rick days are over at Georgia. Uh, as you said, I mean everybody said he's a good man. I won't even go there. He is, but but yeah, it was time for a change, and I think Kirby Smart's a great hire. So okay. Uh, uh, have y'all talked much about Jim Chaney, the offensive coordinator, and what a coup we got with an offensive line coach from Arkansas? Wow. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think all that's going to be fantastic. And I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm not probably qualified to discuss all that, but I know a guy by the name of Murph Baldwin that I'll probably have on here next week, and I'll let him break mm-hmm. down these new coaches and stuff like that. But uh, as for tonight, I'm just on here just shooting the breeze, brother. <laughs> well, it sounds like it. Okay, yeah. bold prediction. I remember back in, uh, I think, 2008, 2009, yeah. you mm-hmm. made the prediction that Alabama yeah. would win the next three out of four national championships, which came true, yeah. by the way. So, Absolutely. Uh, and everybody about, laughed what, at what, what was it. You remember that? I know. I remember, and I was yeah. probably one of them. But, uh, yeah, sure. So uh, what's your predictions for Kirby Smart at Georgia moving it to the next level? i tell you what, Kirby Smart, let's give him five years, okay? Let's don't say three. Let's don't say four. Let's give Kirby Smart five years, and the prediction I have for you is not only will he play in an SEC championship game, he will win an SEC championship game, he will play in the playoffs, and the Georgia Bulldogs will revisit 1980 by the year 2021. How about that? 
That's awesome, Bo. Awesome. No, I really believe it. I All believe right. it. You know, I don't, I don't say anything I don't believe. I really believe that. I think the Georgia Bulldogs will win a national championship before the year or or in the year 2021 or before. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. So, um, but anyway, I, I can sit here and talk all day. Probably other people will yeah. call. But anyway, listening to the show and enjoyed it, man. Glad you're back. Hey, thanks. Appreciate the call, Rusty. All right, see you, bud. See you, bud. Bye. Rusty, thanks for the call. Let me grab another caller here. We got a 507 number. Let me get you off the mute button. Go ahead, call you on the Mikey Davis show. Mikey Davis, Steve Nichols, how are you? Nick, what up, baby? Man, I was hoping I'd be the first caller, but I'm going to have to uh, settle for second place. Yeah, yeah, Rusty Parker beat you to the punch. Rusty Parker beat you to the punch. What's going on with you, man? What's going good? Not much. I want to ask you the, uh, what you think the impact of hiring the offensive line coach out of Arkansas. Uh, from what I understand, you know, he is a stud out there, and they fought to the nail to keep him. And I'm thinking with this, you know, pro-style offense that Kirby's going to continue to run, having that hog coach out there in that line is going to do nothing but good things for old Nick. Yeah, I tell you what, I agree. Uh, you know, you you got an offensive uh, line coach who comes from uh, Arkansas who, who coached the – the biggest offensive line in all of professional football this season at Arkansas. You know, he's, uh, you know that, that, that line is bigger than, than any line in, uh, in all of football, including the NFL. So, uh, you know, he's, he's been in that Bielema offense where they like to run the football ground and pound. And uh, I like that style of, of football. And, I, uh, again, you know, I don't know much about the fella himself, uh, so I don't want to say much. But uh, I like the hire. Yeah. If Kirby likes yeah, it, I like him. Uh, amen, brother. Kirby knows more about it than I do. What I like about it is, is you know, that mentality that they have over that Alabama, especially this season with, you know, it's arguable. Jake Coker wasn't a stud quarterback, but Derrick Henry was a stud. And when it got into that, you know, the halfway through the third quarter and into that fourth quarter, you know, Derrick Henry is a beast. But, he, you know, during the Tyson speech, he knew who to give the credit to. And I'm just excited uh, about that offensive line coach, you know, Year in and year in, we've had the hype saying, "Hey, we've got a great offensive line and great offensive line," but it just it just doesn't seem to ever come to fruition. And I, I just like the hire. I think I think that's I'm excited about it all. But I'm really excited about, excited about having that guy there. You, you still with us, Mike? Sounds like Mike might have dropped off, caller. All right, uh, Mike having a little technical difficulties. Let's keep the show rolling. I'm going to take over until he can call back in. Uh, let's go to the 769. 769, you are on the Mikey Davis Show. What's what's on your mind tonight? Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Keith from Mississippi. and just wanted to call and say hotty toddy, guys. What's going on in Georgia? Hotty toddy. Got an old Miss fan calling in. Now, Keith, you uh, – You've actually listened to the Mikey Davis show back when he was on in uh, in Valdosta, back when he could stream live from the radio station. You remember those days? I do. I do remember that. Michael's very good on the radio and uh, always had a good informative show, and uh, I'm sure that the, the same is going on here. I uh, just wanted to call in and offer my support and uh, best wishes for his uh, uh, show continuing on. Yeah, well, it's going to be a heck of a show. I mean, it, he's going to have a slight lean towards the – the Georgia football angle, but, you know, he'll be talking a lot of Ole Miss, too, because 
you know, Ole Miss has come in and gotten some some pretty big recruits. The first one that comes to mind, obviously, is the one that's been in the news lately, is in Kimdichie when Ole Miss came in and took him and stole him from Clemson. So, you know, this is a state that is talent-rich in Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss. They've been coming in and plucking some of the four- and five-stars out of the state the last few years. And, man, we just can't allow that to happen if we're going to win on a high level. Yeah, that's right. And, and I know Georgia is always going to get, you know, enough four- and five-star players to where, you know, losing a few is not going to hurt them, especially now with, you know, change of staff. And, you know, I'm sure those guys are going to step it up in recruiting even more so than, you know, what you've been bringing in before. But, um, yeah, it's always great to get a, you know, a Robert Kendici, uh you know, um, a guy like Eric Swinney we got out of Sandy Creek a couple of years ago. So it's always good to get those kind of guys. But, we, you know, I think everybody knows that, it's, you know, any time Ole Miss goes up against Georgia for an in-state player, nine out of ten times Georgia's going to win that battle. And that's, you know, and, and I think everybody accepts that. But, yeah, it's great to have those kind of guys on your team. It can only increase your chances of winning. Uh, get to go to trips on the Sugar Bowl like, like you know, it's about to happen. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. I think I think I think Mike's back on the line. Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, dog. So I appreciate it, man. And uh, hey, caller, thanks a lot for calling in. I hate to cut you short, but Russ Brooks is on the line, and I need to get him on here. And uh, if you have time afterwards, maybe you can call back. Okay, good deal. Let me go to Russ Brooks right now. Uh, Coach Brooks, can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Coach Brooks of the Conklin County Packers, the back-to-back defending champion. Uh, Mikey Davis here, Coach. Uh, appreciate you calling in tonight, and uh, congratulations, buddy. Thank you, man. It's uh, we're driving back from Valdez as we, as we're talking to you. We had a uh, end the game banquet over here uh, for our players, and it was a quick turnaround. But uh, but uh, there's some hardware on, and you know that's that's what you do after. You know, what we just got finished doing is you, get, you, you go to banquets and, you, and uh, get all the awards. Absolutely. And uh, well-earned awards, I might add. So, uh, Coach, let's get right into it. I mean, you're 30-0 you know, the past two years. You know, people mentioned uh, Russ Probst coming over from the state of Alabama. You know, he can't win in Georgia. This guy can't win. He's not coming to Region 1. And beating Lowndes and Valdosta and Camden and this, that, and the other. Uh, but yet you've done it. And uh, I'd like to know um, the process. I mean, how did you do it? I mean, uh, I know it was a slow process at first, but uh, you implemented everything and, and, and made it happen. I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts on that. Well, my, I, I just think it's a little bit of time. Number one is that you do. This region is very, very difficult, and I think one of the toughest regions in all of high school football and in the country. And I think that uh, uh, it's just the fan bases are so passionate uh, and, and care about their their team so dearly that kids, you know, the expectation level is high. So that brings a whole different ball of wax when you when you when you're dealing with that, but. You know, I think any any program anywhere anywhere you go, you have to find out where you can gain an edge. You know, I, I do a when I am on a speaking tour deal and I'm talking at clinics and stuff. One of the things that I one of my topics is gain gaining an edge in your program. And I think every program is different. I don't care 
whether you're at Ole Miss in the SEC or Arkansas playing against the Alabamas and the LSUs, or whether you're at South Carolina and you're playing against the Georgias and the Tennessees and the Floridas, you gotta you gotta find a way to build your program in a way that's advantageous to you. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll use two great examples: Baylor and TCU. You look at Baylor and TCU and what they've done uh, with Texas and in the Big 12 over the past five years, number one, Art Browse. Browse is an outstanding football coach. I've known Art for quite some time, and he, uh, you know, he hired a bunch of high school guys. He hired one college coach, and that was Phil Bennett. He goes to – he first goes to Texas Tech as an assistant for one year. Houston – then the the Baylor and the rest is history. Uh, you know, and Art just was well, he older than I am, and has done a great job there. And and I think the one thing is that if you look at Baylor ten years ago, most people would say I'd say ninety nine percent of most experts, and that's what we all think we are. We don't really know as much as we think we know, but. Uh, you know, it was Baylor. No one thought Baylor could do what Baylor's done. No one. Right. Dennis, Dennis Franchoni leaves TCU and comes to Alabama for a so-called better job, and Gary Patterson stayed back, and look what he's done. So in our situation here, we sort of – I looked at it. I knew it wasn't like Uber. Uh, didn't have the same – things, uh, same makeup, so you just have to find what you can gain an advantage over your opponent. Well, you take Lowndes, for example, there, we knew they were very good, we knew they were very physical, we knew they were fast and athletic, and they ran the winning team, and they were a hard 50 defense, 3, 4, 50, whatever you want to call it, and they had 30, over 3,000 students. I mean, I don't know how many they got, 32, 33, 3,400. So, you know, you knew you were behind the eight ball there. Uh, and in Valdosta's situation, tradition always means a lot. And then Camden is Camden. I mean, probably one of the best jobs in the southeast, if not the nation, because of its one-horse town philosophy, mentality. And then you sitting there north of Jacksonville, sitting over in an area where everybody – is going to play football in you know at Camden that's in that Kingsland area. So we we had a lot of work to do. Eight was a tough year. Nine we got things going in our direction. Uh, you know we went through the had a really good year, and in ten we got to the state championship game, but we still might wasn't there totally uh, from the physicality standpoint, and so we made some more changes. Uh, Defensively, different mentality, different things inside our weight room and a lot of things that we do differently. And then I hired some very big-time people, and then I got cancer and then went and had to take a leave of absence for about three or four months. And then we came back, and really it's been set sail ever since. And then the two years were really good, but then this 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15, we've taken it to a different level. And I think a lot of it is just, you just got to find ways inside your program to be successful. And I said when I got to Colquitt, I told our boosters there, I said, you know, this place reminds me a lot, a lot like an Ole Miss. 
there is some tradition. There is some some tradition here, but it don't have. It's not that they've won a ton of championships, you know. And there is you can win here. There's no doubt you can win, uh, but you just got to find ways to do that. And I think that uh, we're very similar to, to that. I mean, if in comparison to your listeners. Uh, when they think of college football, I, I, I think that's what we are. I think we're a, an Ole Miss, Baylor, TCU. I mean, I don't, you know, we're not we're not the Alabamas, the Georgias, the LSUs. We're not. I mean, we we kids uh, believe they overachieve, and you know, and 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 then of course our fan base. I think is one of the best, maybe in the country in high school sports. No, I agree with that a hundred percent. I agree with everything you said. Uh, matter of fact, Rush, but let me ask you this because I'm often I'm, I'm, I often catch myself having to 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 tell people how asinine of a statement it, this is. People say, "Well, Rush is in a one horse town. There's not another high school there." When they're comparing Lounge or Valdosta to Moultrie, I think that's the most ridiculous statement ever. Um, I mean, Coppola's always been a, a one-horse town, and what were they doing? They weren't. I mean, they weren't doing this. I mean, they would. They had some good years, uh, you know, uh, under uh, Hughes, et cetera. But to me, that's the most silly statement I've ever heard. Uh, your thoughts on that? When people say Rush has an advantage because he's in a one-horse town. Well, we've made it an advantage, and. You know, and I agree, and I agree with what you said. I mean, they were not winning in a one horse town for years. You know, when Jim left here in '99, he went downhill. Uh, you know, and didn't completely go plunk. But over a period of time, uh, from 2000 to 2007, over an eight year period, what Jim had built up was basically destroyed. And I think that you, you, it don't take long to destroy one, and, and you can uh, very easily, and, and, and you know, complacency can, can, can creep in, uh, not taking care of your business, not taking care of details, uh, paying attention to small details. There's a lot of reasons for all that, but us being a one-horse town, uh, you know, is, 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 is an advantage, but you've got to make it to your advantage, and I think that that that's that's the thing because you, you take the Valdosta Lounge situation, uh, kids kids have a choice, you know. And Valdosta, uh, they can go to they can go to either one of those schools, uh, they can go to Bowwood, they can go to other outlying areas that, if they want to. So there's there's some advantages to that too. Uh, you know, if your program's on top, then uh, you're, you you sometimes pull the better athletes sort of like the Atlanta schools do. No question uh the better players in Atlanta jump schools and go to the hot team. It's done all the time. And and these people can say all they want to say and they and, and they can do all they want to do, but that's you know, that's an advantage too now. So I, I just think yeah. there's advantages and disadvantages to both both sides of it. But uh you know, and people wanna Obviously, people are going to be critical. I mean, that's just what that's the world we live in now. It's uh, it's the the social media, the, the the all the stuff that you deal with now that people want to become negative about things, and 
uh, you, you don't even win that battle. You just keep doing your job and and working your tail off, and and your critics are going to be your critics. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, you're going to have naysayers, and you're going to have people that are going to say all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, the proof's in the pudding. You're going you're going to be successful if you do the little bitty things right. And I'll be honest with you, Mike, that, that what's made us more successful than anything is just plain out hard work. It's just hard work, and it's just a lot of, and it's 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 a lot of sacrifice and a lot of commitment to to work, and you have to not sell your soul to it to be successful, uh, or you won't be successful. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, listen, I, I have a thousand questions here for you, Russ. I know you're on your way back to Moultrie. I don't want to hold you too long, but I have to get to some of this. Um, First things first is anything left for Russ Probst to prove at the high school level? And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, uh, you're the creme de la creme. You know, I'm not blowing smoke up your rear end. I, I, you know, I believe you're the creme de la creme. You, you've done it at, at different places. Uh, but we all want to want to want to know what we can be. Uh, if a college came calling, would you look into it? And there's rumors out there about UAD. And Georgia Southern, and is there anything to either one of those uh, places? But here's how all that okay. works. I mean, I mean, I have an agent that he knows my some desires, and so, and obviously, there's financial obligation to your family uh, that you that you do this for too. Now, I mean. We love we love doing it, but at the same token, uh, you know, somebody goes and drops, you know, some money on you. You, you got to think about your kids and college and, and and the things and all that kind of stuff. But to say that I'm not interested in, in that would be a lie. I would be. I mean, obviously, I've always wanted to coach college football. I think that I could do that. I don't think it's rocket science. I think the listeners out there they put too much emphasis in. Uh, thinking that those guys are, are are geniuses and great football coaches and all that kind of stuff. And I'll be honest with you, and, I, and I've said this sort of negatively, but I'll say it again, is that that those guys, no different than a lot of our guys, there's good football coaches that haven't been given the opportunity like some of those guys have. And, and to me, I think some of the best coaching I've seen is the high school coaching ranks because you have to you have to adapt. You have to mm. be very diverse in what you do and you have to really work where a lot of those guys I mean, they're so how hard is it to coach at some of those schools and you can read a list, you got you're gonna take three wide receivers, you got twenty five five stars that you can pick from because of the school in which you're coaching at, and I mean, how hard is that? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, they'll, they'll they'll screw it up more than they'll ever fix it. So, I mean, it, it is it is mind-boggling to me that you know more high school coaches that have gotten in the collegiate ranks have been successful, and I think the more that are allowed to get in there will even be even more successful if given the opportunity, because 
we're not talking about brain surgery here. We're talking about coaching the game of football. And at the end of the day, uh, there's a lot of good high speed coaches out there that can do what some of those guys can do. I mean, I you, I love Hugh Freeze and Gus and those guys. But let me say this: I mean, I've coached against them. I've taught ball with them. Uh, they just got an opportunity, and and, and others didn't. So. Uh, and I really believe that. Now, I think Saban is a cut above most of the rest of everybody else because he's, so, he's, he's a, an NFL guy that would probably be ranked in the top of the, of the NFL game that's comfortable where he is now in one of the greatest jobs in all of college football. Uh, and he's just – so it's a perfect storm. He's not only he's the greatest football coach in college football, he's in a great place, but he made it great now. And, and yes, it had tradition, but it had won 11 national titles or 12 prior to him getting there. So, uh, and and don't take don't don't take this wrong at all. I think he's the best in the business, and uh-huh. and so you throw that with the perfect storm, he's going to be successful. But in the same story of that, there's a lot of them out there that are coaching in that league that are no better than coaches at Grayson, at at several other schools that I've gone against in the last few weeks that yeah. uh, that, I, that I coach against. So uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, I've, I've seen it, I've witnessed it, and I've been around it a long time, 35 years of doing this, you see a lot of things. And uh, listeners, they get enamored. They get enamored with all this. Man, this guy's making $3 million as the offensive coordinator at so-and-so, and this guy's making this as the defensive coordinator, and this guy's this bright, brilliant guy, brilliant guy, brilliant guy. And at the end of the day, he's just a, he's just a good football coach that's been given an opportunity. So, right. uh, and, I, and, and, you know, and I know if I got into it, you know they would want to kick me around pretty good for saying some of that, and that's fine. I'd like to have the I'm not willing to have the opportunity, but uh, you know, I'm just telling you, I've seen it every day, and I and I witness it because I've got probably 15 of my guys that's coached under me that are coaching college football that have told me, Rush, you would not believe what goes on here. You would not allow this happen. You would do this. You would do that. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I get it first-hand knowledge for the guys who've worked for me before. Absolutely. And one of those guys, Jeremy Pruitt, who's, who's back with Alabama now. But the new guy at the University of Georgia, Kirby Smart, came from our region. I don't know if you know this or not, uh, Russ, but Cambridge was in our region, yeah. region one quad A at the time. Uh, and and uh, I, want, I want to get your thoughts on Kirby Smart uh, before I get back to a couple of your players. Kirby will do a good job, I think. He'll he'll – He's learned. I mean, he's been under Saban for 12 years. Uh, mm-hmm. Nine in Alabama and one at the Dolphins and and then some at LSU. So, you know, Kirby is going to do it, you know, Kirby's way as far as – and it needs to be done Kirby's way. And so mm-hmm. – uh, and, and I think that being under Coach Saban is surely has, has taught him how to manage situations. Uh, but – Regardless of all that, you still have got to experience some of that on your own to do and make some of the tough decisions yourself. You 
mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, Kirby could always turn to Coach Saban and say, it's your decision, and Coach Saban had to make the tough decision. Now Kirby's having to make the tough decisions. You know, we'll see how it goes. But I've got a lot of confidence in Kirby. Uh, first of all, I think he's one of the great people that I know in the game. Uh, he he mm-hmm. has great relationships with people. He's a good old Bainbridge boy. His daddy was a high school football coach, which I think gives him added um, an added advantage. Uh, and so I think when when you look at that part of it, you know that that's big now because when when, when your dad when you grow up in it like he did, mm-hmm. you know, you know, um, it's it, it helps. Because he's been exposed to it, not only with Coach Saban, but his own dad. And so, you know, I, I think his dad being a good football coach it was will help Kirby as much as maybe Nick would because he'll have some common sense things that he instilled in Kirby at a young age. And so Kirby... Kirby's philosophies were set in football, you know, a long time ago with his dad. So, you know, and then he goes to Georgia and was a great player up there. And then, you know, the rest is history. I mean, I just think he's got a lot of positive things that he can bring. Now, with that, he's still 40 years old. Mm-hmm. He's still got to make some tough decisions. And he's still, everything now is on his watch and under his watch. And he's got to make, some, some tough decisions to, to get University of Georgia to where they need to be winning because there's no excuse for Georgia not winning. Zero, none. You got the best. You got the best. You got the best high school football I think played right now in the country. You got more people drafted last year from the state of Georgia. Kirby's got to come in with his staff and wrap a ribbon around it and keep a lot of these kids from leaving the state of Georgia and, and plucking these players. And 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 to me, that's going to be him doing that. Okay. Uh, w- one word answer, Russ. Good hire for Georgia, yes or no? For Kirby Smart? Kirby Smart, yes. Absolutely. Was my number one choice. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Uh, Russ Frost joining us right now, folks, on the Mikey Davis Show. Uh, Coach, I, I've got a thousand things written down here, but I'm not going to hold you much longer. I do want to ask about one particular player who I believe is being overlooked by the University of Georgia and other universities, uh, and that's Pollard. I mean, I think he's just a fantastic football player. I can compare him to a Shannon Sharp. Uh, what's up with this guy? I know he's committed to Arkansas, but – uh, why have none of these other other schools offered? And uh, do you do you believe he's a top notch SEC player? Absolutely. I mean, you heard my comment. I think people are playing stupid. I mean, I think that they're they're just pure ignorant when it comes to the lack of recruiting with T.O. Pollard. I mean, and I think what I see in the SEC, and I've said this, there's not a lot of good receiver coaches in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, and so. They recruit off a list. So they take a list and they recruit some, you know, they look at the five-star players that can run. And if Pollard's got one flaw is he's not fast, you know, clockwise. That's it. Mm -hmm. But 
Geo Pollard as a football player. And if you remember when they came out with the five-point system or whatever that was in Major League Baseball that they mm-hmm. analyzed the top baseball talent, I do the same thing in football. There, you tell me one thing. I can find one flaw out of about seven major categories that Kiel Pollard doesn't do extremely well. And that's, and that's just top end speed, that's it. He just top end speed, that's it. But every other category, all six other categories that I rank wide receivers, and that's sort of my position, I would rank him as a four-plus to five out of a five-point scale on all other six categories. So when I look at that, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what are they looking at? He's the most explosive red zone presence, pins on the ball, physicality, blocking, running, route, I mean, disruption, I mean, keep making DBs can't get their hands on him, everything that you want in a wide receiver plus some, I mean, and it, it just blows me away. Now, South Carolina's offered him because Bobby okay. Bentley, because Bobby Bentley is over there, and Bobby was at Burns for several years. Actually, I think he's won as many state titles as I have on that deal, and I trust Bobby Bentley as much as anybody. He just got hired mm-hmm. as a running back coach of South Carolina. They've offered him. I do know Kirby likes Kiel. I don't think there's been a solid offer yet. From Georgia, but I think there's, I think, I think that's coming. I just cannot see. First of all, this state don't have a lot of good wide receivers this year. I mean, they're just not. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. Bay 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 North Cornette, who's committed to USC that I love. I think he's a heck of a football player. Kyle Davis, who's at Archer, that that ESPN's got as a top receiver that's really struggled. I think mm-hmm. uh, he's got all the talent. But this has not had a great year, and 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 then you, you take the kid uh, out of Mays, uh, that's a receiver, uh, and there's a kid out of Peachtree Ridge, uh, that's a good football player. But Pollard, to me, this year is the best football player uh, in the state of Georgia. I mean, I mean, I offensively, I don't mm-hmm. know anybody. So I mean, when you look at all that put together. I mean, Scout.com, Chad Simmons finally ranked him yesterday as a four-star. And I don't know why it's taking so long for people to see that. I mean, I really don't. And and it's just going to be uh, – but, you know, the rest of them, they're on grades because, I mean, <laughs> I watch other teams play and they drop balls. They don't run good routes. They got guys that can run, who can't catch it. They can't get out of breaks. They – they can't block nobody. They're not physically tough. All the things in a wide receiver position that you need, you know, but they're going to, if they're 4'4 four, four and they're 6'2, yeah. they can run and they're going to, they're going to put a four or five star on it and they're going to take them. And then you, yeah, you're going to exactly look good because you, you sign, and I'm trying not to say the guy's name, but, you know, yeah. there's one particular receiver coach in the SEC. That's all he cares about is his name mm-hmm. being one of the best recruiters. You know, it ain't about the team. It ain't about 
how good the football player is. It's about how many five stars he can sign. Yeah. No, I'm with you, Coach. Listen, I, uh, <laughs> uh, we're we're uh, we're right there on the same page with that. Having said that, this is part of a uh, part of this show is a Georgia Bulldogs show. Do you see Pollard being offered by the Georgia Bulldogs? I think I think so. I mean, I think they'll come to their senses and when they get back in and they get their staff put together complete. And, and you got to understand now, Kirby is trying to run two jobs here now, two very exactly important right. jobs, which I think he did made the right choice. And mm-hmm. and so I think that when when that's over with and he's totally committed to the University of Georgia, then he will sit down with his staff and they'll evaluate and and then we'll see. But I yeah. just I can't see and I'm not listen, I'm not selling him to Georgia. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna sit there and beg him. I'm not gonna sit there and tell him. But thirty five years of doing this, uh you got a state scoring record in the state of Georgia, we've got a state scoring record in the state of Alabama. We've been the most prolific offense for the last 15 years in high school mm-hmm. football that's put up more points than anybody, coached a lot of good receivers. Keo Pollard can play in the SEC at any school he wants to. So we'll see how it all shakes down. And maybe they all come often here in about two weeks. But uh, it, it's amazing to me that, that it's taking this long. And, but, you know, it goes back to what I said, you know, this highlight tape on his junior year, born in his senior year, had 129 clips on it. And this is amazing to me. This is where I know guys not doing their job. 129 mm-hmm. clips. This is facts. Brett Bima, basically, when he called me, he said, Rush, exactly what you told me is exactly what I looked at, and that's exactly why we took him. And so... Mm-hmm. Out of, out of 129 clips on that tape, T.L. Pollard, going into his senior year, had never been tackled by one person and never been tackled by the first person in wow. his career. Now, he yeah. has another 70-some-odd catches this year, 76, 77 catches this year, and I don't think that he was tackled one time by the first guy, and I don't think he's ever tackled by one guy this whole year. So... And of course he of so, course he has that farm heard around the world. Yeah. And so it, at the end of the day, if you're a true college thorough recruiter, I'm gonna take out highlight tape and I'm gonna have recognized that somebody like me should not have had to said that to anybody in that league. Yeah. That should have been recognized that should have been recognized last summer. I agree. So, I agree. But but those guys, man, I mean, they, it's not what you think it is. And so uh, you pay, if you're paying me 750000 to a $1 million a year, I'm working 20 hours a day, and I'm wearing tape out every single day because like Art Browse and these guys have told you, we get that opportunity, and when it doesn't work out, we have to go back to – high school ball making $60,000 a year. So a lot of those guys, they get fired three and four times. They just go get another million-dollar job or another $650,000 job. It's amazing. So yeah, no, I agree. 
I would, I, I would, I wish to God that Georgia would hire you as a receivers coach and get you the hell out of my region. Now, by God, I mean these Lounge Vikings over here. We need, we need to get back to winning some region championships, Russ. So, uh, no, in all seriousness, man, I'm glad to have you in the region. I think it's fantastic. I think you're great. Uh, I think that, uh, you, I think you're loaded till the year uh, about 2019. I really do. I love uh, a, a young guy you got who I. I had to pull an all-star team off the field when I was coaching 10-year-old all-stars right off to Georgia. Because of the name of a kid named J.J. Peterson, I had to pull the team off the field. I've never seen anything like it. I want you to touch on him and touch on the teams you got coming up in the next two years. Well, over the next two years, I think we are going to take a little bit of a dip now. I mean, I mean, I don't know which year it's going to be, uh, but we are not going to be as talented as as we've been the last two years for the next two years. But after that, when we get to 18, 19, 20, and 21, and even 22, but but through 21, you've got to bridge the gap next year. Now, we do have 35-plus juniors, probably 32, 33 of them will be involved in the offseason. So we do have some good players coming back in our senior class next year. But the class that J.J.'s in is really, really low. It's not – there's only probably 10 football players in that class. Now, there's some good football players in that class. J.J. Uh being one of them that I think is a big-time player. Uh, Dante Roundtree and and, and Nigel Hilly and and, and Ty Sheely and Caleb Dawson. But there's just not enough of them. So – are we going to dip off this year? Are we going to ride the momentum of the last two years and keep it going? Then dip off in 17? Or are we going to dip off this year and then rebuild after? Because it's, it's coming now. One of the two years, we're not going to be as good now. It's just, it's just no way unless we have seven stud players that move in, you know, or whatever. And, you know, here we just don't have the work ability for people, you know, the job market's not big here in Moultrie, so that's not going to happen. So at the end of the day, I think, but if we ever get to 18 now, we've got we've got some football players that, and we've got a lot of them. Uh, you know, our, our, our ninth grade team this year lost one game. Our eighth grade mm-hmm. team didn't lose a game. Our seventh grade mm-hmm. team didn't lose a game. Our sixth grade team lost one game. So, and our JV team didn't lose a game. So, but we do have that one class, and it's the 17 class. It's just J.J.'s class just don't have a lot of quality numbers. And so that's the only negative that I see inside our program that could be an issue uh, with the talent that we have to play against week in, week out, because on our schedule now, we're not playing – Chop meat now. We're playing some of the best talent <laughs> in Georgia, but in in the country too. So it's it's a tough schedule, and, and uh, but we're we're still going to be competitive now. I mean, I'm not going to surrender anything yeah. yet, but it's it, but it is going to be tougher now. It's going to be tougher. That makes sense, Coach. Listen, I uh, I know you're probably almost almost home to Moultrie. I I really appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations, you've come in. Uh, you've made it. Ha- I do have one listener uh, question for you. How involved are you with the middle school programs? Well, a good bit because of, obviously we had to get that fixed. And you heard my 
to just say that our sixth grade, you know, we started that program and in two years we've only lost one game in two years. Our seventh grade has not lost a game and our eighth grade has not lost a game and our ninth grade lost one game. So for the last three or four years, I have been very, very much involved in getting it fixed. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, when I, when I had cancer in 11, you know, I did not, spend as much time as I needed to in 11 and 12 with our young middle school guys and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But here the last three years now, we've gotten it finally gotten it fixed, and especially the last two years. You know, our, our young programs are very good and, and will continue to sustain us, I think, over the over the long haul. Yeah, fantastic. Hey, listen, I hope you get that chance one day. I really do. I mean, I, I like you. I'm, I'm proud you're in our region, and uh I appreciate you calling in, buddy, and congratulations again. 30-0, and 0, Cockwood County Packers, back-to-back state champ. Well, I appreciate it. And it's, uh, again, if it doesn't happen for me, I'm fine with it. I've got a great job. I really do. I love where I live. i got a great house. I live on the O'Clockney River. Uh, got a, you know, we're fixing, we got a brand-new school. We're building a brand-new football facility and athletic facility here in another year. So, if there's, I don't know of a better high school job out there for Rush Brooks right now. I really don't. It's just the mm. town has been awful good to me, and uh, yep. it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully we can continue some more. But we'll see. I've yep. enjoyed it, and uh, take care of yourself. Hey, Rush, good to hear from you, buddy. Take it easy. I'm in. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. My main man, Rush Brooks, I'll tell you what, folks. Um Rush has a past about him. Everybody knows that. Let me bring Dog Study in. Uh, you know, he, he had some things that went on earlier in his life that that he made some mistakes, and uh, he, he's paid for them. I believe he's, he's a good person. I believe he does right by his players. I believe he cares about each and every one of his players, and I'd be, I believe he'd be a damn good college football coach. Now, with that being said, I know the people over in Moultrie want me to shut up about that. They want to keep him, and I don't blame them. And as you heard right there, Rush thinks that's the best job, high school job for him. He'll be there for a while, and he's got a lot of talent uh, coming up over the next five or six years. Uh, Rob, uh, I love Rush Brooks, man. I really do. Yeah, and one thing I love about people like that, and what I mean is people like that is winners, is that they don't make excuses. I mean, you started off. You know, the conversation asks him, well, does he have an advantage, and, and, and does this? And he's like, well, you got to turn that into your advantage. And, it, mm-hmm. and, and he, it's always nice to hear, yeah, we're going to be good next year. We're going to be good two years from now. But it's nice to hear that from somebody who's been putting hardware on the shelves. Like, we've been hearing, mm-hmm. man, this University of Georgia football program's on rocket fuel under rig. you just got to give them a couple of years. Well, it's been 10 years since Georgia's won the SEC as opposed to Rush Probst, who's sitting there telling you, hey, we're going, to have a, we're going to have a down year here or there, but look what we've done in the past, and I can tell you right now, this is what's coming up. This is what the sixth grade did. This is what the seventh grade did. And, it's, yeah. man, I love listening to people that are just obvious winners, and I'd love to have that. Let me let you in on a little secret. I, 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 like, I like it. Let me let you in on a little secret, dog stuff. If he was at an SEC school with five-star players coming to him every year, there would never – you can write it down. There would never be a down year. I promise you that. That Rush Probst can coach the game of football, no doubt about it. So what we're going to do right now, uh, Dog Stud, is 
I'm, I'm waiting on the Tory Johnson to call us. He's the big four-star offensive lineman, six foot five, three hundred and thirty uh, pounds offensive lineman, six foot five. Now, folks, listen to me. We got six foot five, three hundred and thirty pounds of athleticism who can do a cartwheel as good as my daughter, who's a cheerleader. I mean, that is just that's outstanding athleticism. He is a hard commit uh, to Alabama. Yeah, let me make sure I text him the right number because I text Rush the wrong number. 714-510-3744 if you want to call in, 714-510-3744. Uh, but he's a hard commit to, to, to Alabama. Uh, but keep in mind now, Kirby Smart is the guy who was the head recruiter on that. So for all of you Georgia Bulldogs fans, this is a guy to keep an eye on uh, for the 2017 class as, as we move forward. He's uh, out of Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove is his high school, so. An absolutely uh, uh, fantastic player, and I hope I hope he can call in. I sent him a text. I tell you what, Rob, I got to get me a drink of water, so I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to play a little bubble bubble sparks up in here, baby, and uh, we'll take a quick break. And we'll be right back on the Mikey Davis show. Somebody off the ball, most definitely. Just, <laughs> just putting them in the dirt is just fun, man. You can take somebody physically, just throw them to the ground. They can't. There's nothing they can do about it. 
love it, man. I love it. Let me ask you this now. Are, are, do, do you have a mean streak about you? I mean, will you get after it? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. More definitely. I think that's Getting great. Mad. Let's talk a little bit. I, I think it's great. Talk, talk to me a little bit about your season. How did it go this this year? Um. Well, my football team, my season was pretty good. We made it to the uh, fourth round, and we ended up okay. getting knocked out. Um, team we lost to ended up winning the go go to win uh, state. So, okay. but otherwise, I had a pretty good season, um, real healthy season too. So. Okay, good, fantastic. Uh, uh, I got you listed at six five three thirty. Is is that about right? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, uh, let me ask you this, Tori. Uh, what what are some of your your measurables? In other words, how much can you push push on the bench? What about the squat, the power clean, stuff like that? Uh, right now on bench, I bench about three forty five, and on squat, probably about a good five twenty five. What about power clean? Do y'all do any cleaning? Yeah, we do cleaning. My cleaning is uh, probably about three hundred power cleaning. Uh, you know, that's where your power comes from, obviously, that power cleaning. You put oh, yeah. In the dirt. I've, I've seen a lot of your film, and, I, and and you like to pull. I mean, tell me about oh, tell yeah. me about down and, and, and hitting somebody, man. Tell me about that. The pull, the pull, I love it. Um, You'll see that throughout really, really a lot of my film. So um, mm-hmm. I just love it. My coach, you know, he taught, he introduced me into it um, when I was in Texas and I played ball. We didn't really pull. They didn't pull me like that because I was at tackle. But since I'm at guard, you know, mm-hmm. just running full speed and somebody just there's nothing they can do, and I just hit them. <laughs> you know, some people see it. Some people see the pull, and there's nothing they can do about it. I still hit them. Some people don't see it, and I still hit them. So it's really just it's just fun to me. Just running around oh. hitting people. When I hit them, hit them. You just walk over them and look at them like, yeah, I just did that to you. <laughs> Okay, that's great, yeah. man. Listen, I, I think that's awesome. Uh, what color is your hair right now, man? I'm looking at your pictures on live. You've, you've had all kind of different colors in your hair. What color are we rocking right now? Right now, my hair is purple. Okay, all right, right. fair enough. Yeah. Well, there you go. I might, I might have to try that, brother. I might have to try that. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously yeah. the junior season is now, is now over and you're you're going to be heading into your senior season. What kind of camps are you going to do this year? And, and uh, do you have any official visits set up? Um, I haven't set up any official visits yet. I haven't thought about I know Alabama would be one since I'm Alabama commit. Sure. Um, I, I don't really know about that. I don't know. I haven't thought about the uh, official visits. Okay. But I know I'll what, be what doing about- uh, camps like Rivals. Um, I pray and hope that I can get and make it to the opener you know, in uh, mm-hmm. other camps at schools, other schools, I don't know. It's all up to my coach on where he think I should go. So Okay. All right. Fantastic. Um, now obviously, you mentioned Alabama. You're a commit there. I respect that. I think it's fantastic. You know, they, they've got a great tradition. Uh, Nick Saban, yes, Kirby Smart. Uh, Kirby Smart seems to be the lead recruiter on there. Now he's at the University of Georgia. Georgia. What is your relationship? Yeah, what is your relationship with Kirby? Uh, actually, Kirby Smart recruited me from Bama. From Bama, okay. he was the he was the one that recruited me. So, um, him going to Georgia, I guess it got a little impact. I guess it threw him in the in the dog pile a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you do you have any idea when you might head up there, or or have you been there at all ever? 
What, Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. Oh, oh, oh I've been to Georgia multiple times. Oh, wow. Uh, Georgia, I've been to Georgia. I've probably been to Georgia more times than I've been to actually been to Alabama. Uh, okay. There's so Auburn too. So. Okay. All right. Good. Now, who have you who have you made relationships with throughout this recruiting process? You know, some of your other 17 guys, class of 2017. Uh, have you made some relationships with guys in the state of Georgia or outside the state, or what? Oh yeah, most definitely made a lot of friends. Um, 2017 in Georgia, especially we have a uh, I have a upcoming um All Star game, uh, rising seniors. That we have down mm-hmm. in Georgia, so so I'm gonna be in that. And most of the kids that uh that are on my team and the other team I already know them, so they know who I am from taking oh, visits, I- unofficial visits, and uh, camps. You know, so a lot of people know me. I know a lot of people. You know, they most of them know me for my hair. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I know you for your hair and from your film, obviously. Uh, yeah. yeah, Joe Burns. Yeah. Joe Burns does a fantastic job. Let me tell you something, Latoya. You are going to have a blast. Uh, you know, that, that week is more about football. It's about, uh, you know, learning, uh, uh, you know, uh, good things that, that help you throughout your life, whether it be leadership or, or what have you. you you're gonna, I want you to soak all that up and just really enjoy it because I'm going to tell you something. You're, you're going to love it. Joe Burns does a fantastic job. When is that this year? Uh, it's, you talk about the Rising Senior Game. I think it's around um, – December 31st. Okay, yeah, right there at the end of yeah. December, early January. That's what yeah. I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Um, so uh, if, if, if we're talking about the class of 2017 and some of the big mm-hmm. names in that class, uh, who, who would you say you're close with? Anybody? Uh, I'm close with a couple people like Malik Perry, Dean. Um, I'm close with uh, Alex Leatherwood. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also he also committed to Bama too. He's a tackle, right? But he tackle. He committed the day right after the day after after I committed. So I'm pretty close okay. to him. Um, I have a, I have three uh, 2017 kids on my team that's uh, that has a few offers. Um, Trey Shaw, he's a corner on my team. Mm-hmm. You know, he's well, he plays athlete, but he's really a corner. You know, my quarterback mm-hmm. Jelani Woods. He's six seven the quarterback. I got another offensive tackle, uh, Justin Schaefer. So I have okay. a couple of people that I'm close. I have a lot of people that I'm close with and talk to. And I tell you what, if I class. if I talk to you, if I was to talk to you in the first week of January, there'd be a many many more that you'll be close to. You're going to really enjoy. Oh yeah, uh, that game. I I, I, oh, yeah. I mean I I, I I wish you the best of luck in that. I hope you I hope you have fun. And listen, what I want to do, Notori, yeah. is. Uh, I'll check in with you every couple of months. We'll have you on here. We'll talk about the recruiting process. We'll talk about, you know, the rising seniors, the, the you know, how's your weight lifting, how's your grades, stuff like that. And, uh, okay. I can't wait. Yes, I can't wait to see where you end up, and I can't wait to watch you play some football, bud. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. For being, yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for being my first athlete guest. And, uh, you know, I've had people on here like the Heisman Trophy winner, Derek Henry himself. And uh, you know, and he was one of he was one of my first ones back in 2012, and you one of my first ones right here in 2015. So I can't wait to see where you yes, end sir. up, man. And I wish you the best of luck. And I'll stay in touch, and you do the same. Yes, sir. Sounds good. So, Tori, good to talk to you, buddy. Be good, bud. You too. All right, buddy. Bye, bye. All right, bye.
There you have it, folks. Notori Johnson, the lead recruiter for him at Alabama, is none other than Kirby Smart. And, of course, Kirby Smart now, the head coach at the University of Georgia. Dolph said I'm going to bring you in one more time. Listen, man, I'm in my office. There's nothing in here. You can hear it echoing in here. I mean, who, who has an office with nothing in it? I'm hot. I'm sweating bullets. I've had enough for one night, dog stud. What say you, baby? Man, I tell you what, Mikey, it literally was like Christmas came about 10 days early. With you being back on the airwaves and making your Ollie like return to the ring and Jacob Eason committing to Georgia, which is only the, yeah. the tip of the iceberg for Georgia's recruiting class this year. I mean, don't be surprised if old Isaac Nauta follows suit with yeah. Jacob Eason because those guys are, are bosom buddies. Man, what a great show. Rush probes, straight-up winner, and then you bring on this stud. The only thing that I didn't like, what was his name again? I can't pronounce his name. Notori Johnson, you want to talk about a stud now. 6'5", 330 can do a cartwheel, huh? Hey, I, the only thing I don't like about him is that he's committed to Alabama, man. I like he's in the middle of the beach state, and we need to put up a fence around this state. We need to bring these boys to Athens. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Hey, listen, let's get back together on Thursday night. Let's do this again. Uh, we'll talk more Georgia Bulldogs-specific stuff, but I had to have my man Russ Probst on tonight. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think Notori Johnson is a fantastic uh, offensive lineman, and it sounds like just a great human being. And uh, I have some more uh, uh, big-time athletes coming up on Thursday. Add me on Twitter, or follow me, I should say, at Mr. High School Football. That's at M-R-H-S-F-B. Uh, and uh, let's get back and do it again on Thursday. Dog Stud, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for doing what you do. You're a big help. And uh, thanks to everyone out there for listening to the Mikey Davis Show. Everybody have a great uh, Tuesday. Have a great Wednesday. Check back Thursday night right here, 8 o'clock. You've been listening to the Mikey Davis Show on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>